What's up, Kingsters? This is Kristen. And Jamie. We're here to pleasure all your holes. So, so let's jump into this. All right. Today we have Darkness Dawns by Diane Duvall. It's the first in her Immortal Guardian series. Um, just to read the back to you real quick. So you have a general idea of what it's going on. It says, in this dazzling central novel, Diane Duvall beckons readers into a world of vampires, immortals, and humans with extraordinary gifts where passion can last forever if you're willing to pay the price. Once, Sarah Bingham's biggest challenge was making her students pay attention in class. Now, after rescuing a wounded stranger, she's landed in the middle of a battle between corrupt vampires and powerful powerful immortals who also need blood to survive. Roland Warbrook, Warbrook is the most compelling man Sarah has ever laid hands on, but his desire for her is mingled with a hunger he can barely control. In his nine centuries of immortal existence, no woman has tempted Roland as much as Sarah, but asking her to love him is irresponsible, impossible, when it means forfeiting the world she's always known and the life he would not do anything to protect. God, I can't even speak when I read. Fuck. Seriously, though, this is an amazing book, and I absolutely love Diane Duvall's Immortal Guardian series. I am an addict. I buy them every time they drop. I have the whole series. In fact, I have two copy. Well, no, I just donated the second copy of Shadow Strike because I ended up buying two on accident because I was, like, so scared I missed one in the series. <laughs> I bought it twice. <laughs> We did not tell my husband Josh about this. <laughs> well, he knows now. Nah. <laughs> what he does with our podcast is he listens to it, but he's not listening to it. He's like watching YouTube or playing oh, on his phone. Oh, so he has it on, but it's like muted? No, it's like down quiet. So he can kind of gets like parts oh. of it, but not like the whole thing. Like he's not paying attention or really caring. He's just like, uh. I love you, honey. Please go spend time with your friend and leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. He loves me very much and we spend a lot of time together. Yep. So. He's a wonderful husband and father. He is. So I let him slide if he doesn't listen to every word of our podcast. Oh, it's okay. It's more than Ricardo does. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even listen to it. (sighs) Oh. It's okay. Other people listen to us. Do you know how exciting that is? Other people listen to us. That is kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. I looked it up earlier and I read off like all the countries that somebody has listened to us. And it was really exciting. Like 81% of our listener base is in the US. But then we also have um, Canada, the United Kingdom, India, Australia. Australia. There was... Hey, if we get anybody from New Zealand, please, like, leave a comment or, like, message us on um, Instagram or any of our socials because, like, I really want to move there. And I would love to hear how beautiful your country is. New Zealand is beautiful. And their government isn't, like, in shambles. We are getting way off topic here. No, not really. Okay. Well, I guess because I was nerding out over the analytics (laughs) i was trying to transition back to the book because like the government is a big part of the the series it is see i was going somewhere Kristen. okay i'm sorry i just took some weird windy road to get there sorry and i tried not to get on my soapbox because i know how you all love my soapbox <laughs> well we haven't gotten any complaints that's that's true i'm sure they're coming someone's going to end up calling me a bitch by the time this adventure's over yeah. <laughs> a preachy bitch and i am okay with that yeah all right so but seriously because they have to like they're immortal people uh-huh they have they have contacts in the government because they have to cover up the stuff somehow well that they have to like have social security numbers renewed every yep. so often 
they have to because have. it would look weird if somebody was just alive for centuries or like this weird bank account that's worth trillion millions and billions and trillions of dollars that Yo. you know keeps paying for people's stuff like this weird shadow corporation owned by the same guy who's been around for like 10,000 years yeah. I mean well and then there's the immortals and then there's the what vampires. are the, there's vampires there's vampires okay I and there's remember. immortals yep and the vampires are the ones that when they turn they're they're just like normal vampires whereas the immortals they have I wouldn't call them normal vampires because they're oh. like they're like rabid vampires. Yeah, they're ramp. They like become weird, rapey, angry, violent yep. murder machines. And they don't live for very long. No, and they stop showering almost immediately, so they become stinky and gross too. Yep. I love that part. That little detail. They're like all they care about is blood. So they're like. Yep. Yeah. I feel so sorry for. Oh, what's his name? He missed him. The one that causes all the trouble in this book. Okay, sorry. I want to say... I'm trying not to give a spoiler he, here. Oh, are we doing spoiler-free? No, I'm at oh, like for the your, series. Your, okay. For the series, okay. because I am so much farther ahead than you, Kristen. Because I've only read the first book. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I know who caused all the craziness in this book, but you don't find that out until, like, book three, I thought. Am I wrong? So, there's this guy, and he's an immortal, but he thinks he's a vampire. Bastion! He... Okay, so yes. that's not giving a spoiler. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, didn't want to say that out loud. Yes, I, was like, I feel so that... bad for him, because when he turned... He was so the way you become an immortal versus a vampire is you had special gifts when you were caused by enhanced DNA. Yep. When you were human. And so like clairvoyance or um what telekinesis, are telekinesis, healing, yep. teleporting, seeing ghosts. Yep. Like any psychic power you can imagine, they have it. And Seth and David have all of them. Well, Seth has all of them. David has almost all of them. Yeah. But David and Seth are the oldest. I had to, like, curt myself because anybody that's read the series, no, like, knows what kind of crazy spoiler I almost just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody else. Okay. Yeah, there's, like, oh, it's such a vast, wonderful world she created. It's fantastic. I'm eventually going to have to borrow the other books from you. And but, you know I'll return them. Yes. I have no problem with you borrowing books. I usually don't lend my books out because they don't come back. But I will lend them to you. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, this world is so fantastic. And it feels so real because you feel like, oh my goodness. I now look at people with brown hair and brown eyes and think, are you in a do you have psychic powers? Like, should I be poking you? Like, <laughs> because I mean, like, she made it that real. Gotcha. And she's like, everything has a reason too. Yep. Which I love. Have did, like, the immortals all eat organic, and they mm -hmm. eat healthy not only because of the environment, but because their taste buds are so sensitive. Oh. They taste the chemicals. Also sensitive. Yes. And the fact that they can eat. Right. And, like, they can actually taste it. And they're like, we're not dead. We just have a virus. Right. Which is so, like, relevant. It's so different from it is. any other vampire story. And I love it. Because most are like, oh, that's that person came back from the dead because of magic. But, no, she has a reason for everything. Yeah. And everything's rooted in science. Not, yeah. like, something crazy magical though everything does have this element of magic to it right because there's people that can teleport and like the telekinesis and, and shift into animals yeah. and i don't remember seeing the shift into okay animals. i didn't that comes later then sorry <laughs> it's possible it's in there it's been so long since i read this book gotcha no i don't think it is in the first one i think it might come down later when did seth teleport him and the car in this one? I think it was just him. Okay. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she, she, the reason why I bring this up is because she also makes really realistic uh, limitations to everybody's abilities. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the older you are, the the longer you can stay out in the sunlight. Right. The more powerful your abilities are, the more abilities you have. Like, Roland, the protagonist, the male protagonist of this book, he's 900 years old. Mm -hmm. And he has two abilities. He has fast healing. Or is that just all immortals have fast healing? All immortals have fast healing. But he has a special healing ability. He can heal somebody else. What happens is he basically takes on the injury of whoever he's healing. So if he's too weak, he could die from their injuries. Uh Uh-huh. Which comes into play a couple of times with Sarah. And that's actually how they meet, which is it lovely. Because she-, she couldn't sleep. She was upset about, wasn't it she was upset about her students? One of her students was being a dick and called her boss. And she was worried about, like, all that shit. And she was like. Oh. So she couldn't sleep. So she was out digging up some land to plant a garden. And she hears this commotion. And goes and finds this man staked to the ground. Right. Completely naked. Frying in front of her eyes. Yep. And she, he's just so no, massive. he wasn't frying yet because the, the oh, sun that's hadn't right. popped up yet. Okay. That came when they were crossing the field. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he said that he had like this rare disease that. She's like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. The photosynthesis thing. You have to wear like suits and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Because he's, at this point, still trying to keep a secret. Yep. Yep. Because there's this woman that is saving his life. And you know. and Roland is such an asshole that he doesn't even get a second. Because that's another real, like, that's an important part of this book. Is, well, why couldn't Roland have somebody to call to come rescue him during the day? He doesn't play well with others. He doesn't play well with others. Sarah's the first person he gets along with. Yep. Other than his buddy Marcus, who he's known for 800 years. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, he's an asshole to Marcus. He's an (laughs) asshole to everybody. Except for Sarah. Seth just kind of takes it. And he's like, dude, bug off. (laughs) Seth is my favorite. Uh, Seth and David are the greatest. It is. Because David is like the door mom of the Immortal Guardians. Uh-huh. Everyone crashes in his house. He makes sure everyone's taken care of and everyone has seconds. He always has clothing and anything cars. you need at his house. It's just there and they all know that that is a safe place. And then if you need to, you just go to Seth's. Seth will take care of everything. No, it's David's house. Oh, it's David's house. Yeah, David okay. does all this. And okay. Seth is the leader, Sorry. you know, like that they call and they're like, hey, I, I'm dying. Hey, I'm Lewis in her arm. Hey, Seth, I need help getting out of the situation. You know, yeah. like I got him. Confused. Seth is dad. David is mom. Yep. Yep. Okay. And it's David who helps Sarah through her transition. Because spoiler alert, Roland and Sarah end up fucking and end up like. Yep. She decides that she wants to transition um, into becoming an immortal guardian because yep. because she has clairvoyance. She no prophetic dreams. Yes. But prophetic or is it prophetic? Prophetic. It's prophetic. Is that it? I don't. You're asking prophet. The, you're asking prophetic. Yeah, because it's prophet. Prophetic. Okay, you're asking the wrong person about speaking, but I'm pretty sure it's prophetic. Like prophet, prophetic. Right. Why does it sound different when you say it and when I say it? Because I say it prophetic. Oh, okay. Prophet, prophetic. And you're saying pro. Like prophetic. Yeah. 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 This is me scratching my eye. Okay. (laughs) okay. But yes, her DNA has been like, you know. Because she decided that she wanted to be with him forever. So he turned her and they even, uh, all the immortal guardians made this gift basket for her. And then they end up like, did they get married in this book? Yes. Because marriage is a big part of a lot of them. Because they're so traditional and old school in a lot of ways. They got married and he changed her. Yes. Yes. And then there was this huge pile of gifts. And they're like, where where, where did these come from? And it was from 
all of the immortal guardians right because she, this has never happened before she was the first one to actually choose the lifestyle right. everyone else got drugged into it because some vampire asshole attacked them and bit them and seth saved their lives yep and and if they did have a spouse it was human because they never chose the lifestyle they stayed human and part of that was because the immortals were like no i'm not I'm not doing this to you. And what human does choose oh my that? God. You know, Kristen, you have to get caught up in the series. There's so many beautiful stories in it. <gasps> There's more. There's more. <laughs> so many more. That was me squealing with delight because I love it, and I would, I would choose the lifestyle. <laughs> yes, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like in the future books, of course, they're choosing them, right? Because consent is important. Yep, and. The books are all about consent. Yep. I mean, that's part of the allegory with ra with vampires. Yeah. And she, I think that's part of the reason why she makes the difference between immortals and vampires. Because vampires are evil and violent and rapey, whereas the immortals are loving and kind and consent is important. Right. The vampires do still have some form of sentience, but... They're completely the, driven by their id. Yeah, and the farther the virus, the longer the virus goes in their brain, the, the more is eaten and the worse it gets. Yes. Yeah. Because they try to save a few vampires. They do. And with Seth's healing ability, they can make it go for so long, but they've never been able to find a cure. And they've been working on it longer than the book series, but, yep. I mean, just continuing. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the supernatural speed of fucking in this book? Because every time I think about, like, Roland and Sarah doing a doggy and, like, how fast and hard an immortal guardian right? can do it, I'm just like... That woman's pussy has got to just be destroyed. Well, luckily, she's got extra healing. Right? Because, <laughs> like, how the fuck else are you going to take that? I don't know. She seems to take it and enjoy it. Right. Like, they even spar. He teaches her how to fight, and it's wonderful. Yes, because she turned it into a lovely little sex scene. Yep. Yep. Because didn't she, like, tie him up? Or did she make him tie her up? I don't remember. They did something in the gym. They were rolling around on the mats, and I think he holds her down. Okay. And, like takes her pants off and of course you know she's like squirming and enjoying it and right so, it seems forceful but it's like it's consent right and i think that's part of the beauty of this book is they show yes like the fine lines of consent yes like there wasn't any sort of verbal thing but there was some sort of communication between the two of them that they both knew it was okay and that this was what they wanted to happen yes and it happened because they were sparring. They were, you know, getting all, all hot and heavy. And they were. Yeah, I mean, the there's just a lot of sexual attention yes. when you're fighting with somebody physically. The adrenaline was pumping and they were just, oh, I have to have you. And they. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he has a, probably an eight pack, as she described it. Yes. And the man's like tall, dark and handsome. Yep. And incredibly strong. Yes. Because all the immortal guardians are. Because that enhanced DNA mixed with the virus does some crazy stuff to the body. Yep. Yep. And then the outfits they were wearing were very sexual. Because <laughs> it's workout outfits. They're skin tight. They're right. going to, you know, accentuate. They're going to make you look good. Unless, unless you're, you're me. like us. <laughs> I was going to say, unless you're us at the gym. Then it's like some leggings and like a big baggy t-shirt that probably has paint on them and a like and you're all red face and sweating and you're like ah I've only I been love running cooking for five minutes. too much <laughs> I don't even run on the treadmill I walk in a nice three miles per hour I work up to it too yeah no I usually go on the elliptical or like the um I like the bike I do the bikes mm. but yeah yeah I really should go more I know well I haven't been since my burn Mm. I burned a large chunk of my abdomen, and this giant Hershey Kiss-shaped scar is now there. It looks horrible. But I was missing, like, a couple layers of skin for a while, mm. so... 
They were like, you can go to the gym, but it's going to hurt. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to the gym then. <laughs> you can um, rub vitamin E oil on it and it'll help the scar go away, or at least it'll lessen the scar. Yeah. You can also ingest vitamin E oil or do both if you want to help with that. I mean, I don't know if that's a problem for you or not. Well, my whole stomach's a problem, Kristen, and I can't make it go away. <laughs> So, I mean, like, it just adds to the charm, I guess. At least it looks like a giant Hershey kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's even got, like, the little tag kind of thing it at the does. tip. Yeah. And it's weird, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I just had to learn to laugh at it. Dude, could you imagine being an immortal guardian and never having any sort of scar again? You could just, I'm healed. Or not gain any weight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because your body just burns it off so quickly. Oh my god. You just eat whatever you want. Uh, but no, you don't eat whatever you I want. I know. But I could make anything organic and delicious. Yes. I can make you wouldn't have the celiac anymore. Right. Well, mine's not from... You're not celiac, sorry. Yeah. You're gluten intolerant. Yeah, mine comes from a different autoimmune disease. But same concept. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still can't have gluten because it still makes me attack my own body. You wouldn't have issues with dye anymore. That's true. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I could actually have a strawberry frozen, like, strawberry. Fr I could have strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> I would have none of my weird food allergies. No, oh. like, I wouldn't have any of my allergies, Kristen. Right. Like, I am allergic to tetanus Dude, shots. Dude, wouldn't we also see perfectly? We would. So we wouldn't even have to wear our glasses. Like and you're, Do you know how cool this would be? <laughs> I know! Like, just to be an immortal guardian sounds so cool. And then you get to work with these guys and get to shoot guns and drive cars really fast. But you also have to live off blood. I could deal with that small little catch. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, that one, you got one little hiccup, you get unlimited income. You get somebody that cooks and cleans for you, Kristen. In your second, and they're excited about it because they get to pay a living wage to do it, right? I mean, this is the lifestyle. If you everybody should want to be an immortal guardian, you get to play with swords, you know, you can eat as much chocolate cake as you want and not gain weight. Yep. I could eat well, that's because they paint this picture of you know it being good. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be good after like 200 years and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I hate this world. I wish it would end. Yep. I'm pretty sure I'd be as I'm bitter. so tired of humans. They're so <laughs> stupid. They keep fucking everything up. Oh man. Yes. I'm sure I would hate it too after like 200 years. But I mean like, I don't know. A thousand years sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then what do you do? Just, hey. No, you do Just stuff. You change the world. That's take me. <laughs> That's right. You're like, it's good. I've been here for a thousand years. I've made my mark on this world and did good things. And I've enjoyed my life. Go ahead. Just stake me. Cut my head off. Or, you know, I'll just go out in the sun. Get, take you know. a nap. Wake up screaming and on fire. Right. And run around in a circle on fire like, oh, my God, this is the worst way to die. Because <laughs> it's. Oh my god. That would be the worst way to die. It would. It would be so fucking painful. Just just chop my head off. Yeah. And then chop the head off and chuck the whole thing into a wood chipper. Because without the brain... Yeah, because they're still alive, aren't they? No. No, they're not. That was clarified later on. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert for something later okay. in the series. But it's really good. Yes. No, this, I I love the world she created. I love the characters. I love how they're, it's so realistic. And none of the women are perfect in the series. Nope. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about Roland earlier. Roland's an asshole. <laughs> he is the main, well, he's. He's the love interest of this book. And yeah. he's an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole. She makes him not so much an asshole, but he's an asshole to everybody else. She's like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you such an asshole? <laughs> he's like, because I hate people. I can't trust them. Which, you know what? I related more to Roland than Sarah. I'm not going to lie. I don't trust people either. Well, and he didn't trust her at first either, and he nope. had to learn to trust her. 
He did. And it was really cool to get to see that character growth. It was. And you wanted to talk about sex. Go ahead. You were going to say something. <laughs> I was just going to say, I also enjoyed how Roland and Marcus really connected with their friendship. Yes. And how it drew in the history of the Immortal Guardians. Yep. And yet expanded on with, like, Bethany and his whole history. Marcus's love interest that yeah. died. Well, she didn't die. She went back in history. Okay. Maybe it was a little complicated. But basically, Marcus got brought to North Carolina because he was really depressed after Bethany went back into history. The reason why Marcus was so in love with Bethany, even though she was like his 25-year-old neighbor next door, was not because of this lifetime. It was when she went back Back in history, she fell in love with the lord that he was apprenticing with. So he, like, was 16 watching, like, spending his time with Bethany and the lord and really loved both of them and love was in love with Bethany so much. And Roland saw this, even after he became an immortal guardian, he saw this love for Bethany and knew eventually, you know, he would get to see her again. But then she would have to leave him. And he knew exactly when she was going to leave him, where, and all that. So when it happened, it broke his heart so bad. Even though he already knew. It still sucked. Yeah. He knew. And yeah. he, it sucked so hard. Seth was like, dude, no. I'm going to put somebody else here in Houston. You're coming to North Carolina with me and David and Roland. Because you need the extra emotional support. Yeah. So... Yeah. Marcus is a good favorite, too. Ooh, I think his book would be really good. Which one is that one? Two? Two. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And Amy comes into play. Amy the alien that, okay. that David and Seth find, the, yeah. the girl. Yeah. I don't know if you find out that she's an alien in this book, but no. you find out in the second one. <laughs> Spoiler no. alert. Sorry. It's okay. I, I had suspicions. Yeah. Yeah. You really get to know her in the next one. I don't remember details. I remember <laughs> the sex being really hot. Oh, yeah. No, the sex scenes are like, I'm going to go by myself, honey, into the room for a little bit. After I'm done reading this book, I need some vitamin D. And I need it hard. <laughs> and she really does make the sex scenes super hot. And unlike some books, it's not like every chapter. No. They're very sparse. Yes. But they're so good because she takes the time to build up the tension between the mm -hmm. two characters, create a relationship that you actually are emotionally invested in. So when they do have sex, you're like finally what the fuck took you so long right? <laughs> like so sarah is healing and roland is healing and she fell asleep on top of him and she ends up waking up and she's like staring at this man and it's just like oh oh wow and you can tell she wants him right and he's got a boner yep. like poking into her stomach and yep. she's just like Right. And they might have, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that Marcus showed up and, uh -huh. you know, there was a lot of trust issues. Yeah. But you wanted it to happen. Right. You could tell that they both wanted it to happen, but he was also still being, you know, trust issues. We can't do this. We, this right. And happen. she's like, I don't want to hurt you because you're still healing. Uh -huh. Or at least she thinks he's still healing. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I mean, he was, but it was, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Like, all the cuts that she took forever to, like, bandage up and uh -huh. take care so of. It was so cute. He was asleep. And she, like, cleaned up his wounds and bandaged them. And Because yeah. you don't know that someone, you know, is going to heal at the drop of a hat. You just, oh, my gosh, you're in so much pain. You're, you know. Yeah, you don't expect it. No. So I thought it was really sweet that she did that. Yeah, especially for a total stranger that you found right. in your backyard. I would have called somebody. And she doesn't <laughs> even know the story. Like, why were those people there? Why were they trying right. to Right, and he was just like, don't call anybody. 
Yeah. And she had to take him at the the word, like. Yeah, and then he passed out on her couch. And she was like, okay, I guess I won't call anybody because he said that, but he is bleeding to death on my couch. What do I do? Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, speaking of couches, I'm so glad we're recording in your living room now. Because <laughs> I like spreading out on your couch. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I could almost take a nap. Almost. <laughs> almost. But yes. Man, and this book had such good food in it. It did. There was the pizza, um, the lasagna. <sighs> yeah. And I liked how they never like really drank soda or anything like that. It was just all oh. tea and water. Yep. Was there coffee in there? Mm, Sarah, maybe? But not for the Guardians, because I feel like the caffeine was like doesn't do anything for them. Because drugs and stimulants don't do that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think I would still drink coffee. Because it's not necessarily a caffeine thing. I enjoy the coffee. I don't. It's a caffeine thing. I make mine this sugary, delicious dessert full of caffeine. Like, no joke, my Starbucks order is a venti java chip frappuccino with two shots of espresso and caramel inside. Mm. And that thing's fucking delicious, and it's $8 a cup. And yep. my husband's like, why the fuck are you drink paying $8 a cup for coffee? And I said, two shots of espresso, man. Two shots. Yep. <laughs> But then I'm awake for the day. <laughs> See, I would still need a nap later. <laughs> That's my problem is I, I'm i like almost caffeine immune at, the point, at this point. That's fair. I drink two to three monsters a day. Yep. I don't even like do coffee anymore because I'm just like, coffee's not enough caffeine by nope. itself. Nope. I have to have like shots of espresso or like energy drinks. And even now, like I'm on my... Th- third monster today and i'm sitting here falling asleep on your couch because we had a yummy dinner we did (laughs) and i'm like oh i'm a fat happy kitty cat i'm just gonna curl up next to your actual cat and go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) he snores too yeah cute little ghost i wonder if i can get a picture of him probably (sighs) oh is he actually snoring i don't know maybe We'll have to, like, oh, goodness, still learning how to do this. <laughs> no, that's bad. That's a bad photo. Okay. Well, what if you turned it around? Shh, Kristen! With, with your, your logic reason- and nonsense. That's right, with your logic and reason and nonsense. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those paws are so cute. Mm-hmm. I was over here poking the little toe beans because they're so cute, and he just lets you. That's amazing. I touch my cat's toes and the toe beans, and they're like, uh, lady, what do you think you're doing? Please well, back up. Well, he is absolutely out right now. Nope, wouldn't matter. My cats could be dead asleep, and they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Because mm. I am constantly touching them when they're asleep and vulnerable, mm. and they hate it. My girls are like bitches, mm. but it's partially why, you know, I love them. <laughs> Speaking of, David has cats. Did you catch that detail? Yes. He got little kittens. Yes. He has I little kitty kittens. Cats. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> cats. I thought it was great. Yeah. Because it's nice to have a little friend at home. Are you kidding me? She is like, I feel like after reading this series that I could sit down with Diane and have a fun conversation or a wonderful girls night and get along perfectly well with her. Probably. Because she has the personality that pops out of this book Mm -hmm. is great. And it makes you feel like you know her as well as the world. Yes. And, I mean, that's just good writing. It is. It's great writing, actually. Because not all writers can do that. No. I mean, it's hard enough to, like, craft a, a vast, rich world as she did, let alone to Yeah. And it sets it up for the next book. It does. Like, 
you could totally read that book and just be good. But the way that she does it, you're like, I you want, more. want more. You always like, want more. Like that book can be enough. You can read that book and then just kind of step away. Be like, yeah, that was cool. You know, good book. Yeah. Um, but it you, makes you want to read the rest of them. Yes. And the more you read, the more you want to know. And then, uh-huh. like, and she leaves these questions because she yeah. doesn't explain everything. You don't know everything right. about what's going on with these guys or yeah. what's going At on the with end Seth. Of this one, you don't know what's going on with the chick. Um, you get Bastion. They're kind of working with him to try and get him into the Immortal Guardians. Well, I mean, he's there. They're taking care of him. But, like, you don't get... All of that. You just get right. the beginning stages of it. You get the satisfaction of seeing Roland and Sarah together, but not the satisfaction of the end of the Immortal Guardians right. s- story. Right. And because you don't get the end of their story, it doesn't feel complete. Right. Yeah. And she's playing 13 books for this, and I think we're at 11. Hmm. 13 books for the series, so... Well, and like you said, there's, you know, Seth's book and David's book and um, Marcus's book is book two. Yeah. So you, each well, of David's them book get, hasn't came out yet. Right. I want it to come out. They each get their own book and they each get their own little, you know, moment mm-hmm. in the sun, so to speak. And I think that's really cool because, you know, these characters are that deep and they're that developed. And then when you read the other books, you see them in in these scenes and you know the characters so well mm-hmm. that you know you you're like oh yeah that def you know none of that makes all that makes sense you know that character fits in perfect there and you kind of you can fill in the gaps yeah for, of the conversations going on you know Lestat gets her own book not Lestat why did I say Lestat because I was thinking of another vampire but that was from Anne Rice's books um oh my goodness the french oh she gets her own book yes that's cool yes um i can't think of her name but you said french and i knew who you meant yes the The french French siblings they all well i wouldn't say they all get them etni get like i've discussed i can't speak english let alone speak french i wish i could speak french i've tried to speak french I want to learn Japanese. Well, my grandmother is from Quebec. Ah. When she was alive, she spoke, French was her first language. And I felt like it was kind of important, you know, just to keep it in the family kind of thing. But, yeah, I failed. So, no. You tried. I tried. And I will keep trying. I'm just, like, not doing so great. But, yes, the French siblings um. In the book, why can't I remember their names? There is at at God. If I see them, maybe I can remember them. Remember how to pronounce them, but I have to see them because my infantasia is weird. Um. Boop 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 boop. Boop, boop. This is me flipping through the book, trying to find bo- words and names. So, fill in a... Ah! I found him. Lisette. L-I-S-E-T-T-E. Lisette. Yeah. So, so, I did say it right. You did. You said the right name. Yeah. And you just didn't think it was the right name. Etnia. Nope, that's definitely not right. A with an accent. Egu. T-I-E-N-N-E. And then there's a third sibling, and I want to say it starts with an R. Sounds about right. Because he hooks up with... uh, Wait, nope. Not going to say it out loud. (laughs) Spoiler! Him and his brother share a book. Let's put it that way. But they each have their own girls. Hmm. But they're kind of like twins, basically. God, what? What is their brother's name? He is a teleporter. Why the? Can I remember it? Because I can't remember shit. Because I 
am special. No, I am in a taco coma and all the blood is going to my tum-tum to digest those delicious tacos. And that's why I have none going to my brain. Well, it's okay. We have Lisette and the other one. And they're, <laughs> right. Um, and they, Ricard, Richard, Richard, Ricard, R-I-C-H-A-R-T. Ricard. Ricard? No Richard. T. Oh, no T? Well, in French, you usually don't Ricard? say the last. Ricard? Yeah. Ricard. Ricard. Um, the last, if I remember right, you don't say the last letter unless there's a vowel after it. Then you say it. But, yes, that's the third one. So, Lisette Agu? No, Etnia. 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 I don't know. Lisette, Etnia, and Ricard. Yes. Again, I... You meet those when they go to the big battle at the end. Yeah, because they're, like, those three are kind of just around the North Carolina area because you have to understand that like there's immortal guardians all around the world Yep. and they all have their own different regions, but there's hot spots and around universities, especially there's a lot of vampires because you know, there's a lot of food because college students are out at night partying, walking around in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but pre COVID of course, <laughs> when this book was written, um, and so the vampires always had good feeding grounds. And so with the University of North Carolina and Duke and, like, I guess all these universities right in this one area, it was a vert- like they needed a little extra. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. It, she goes really deep into the organization and how it's built later on in the books. She goes into, like, all the details. And none of the details are ever wasted. There's never a plot that just goes and then drops. She always ends it in a nice, healthy way. Well, with this one, it doesn't really drop, but you do get the setup for the next book. Yeah. It's a continuation, like a cliffhanger. Right. Like it's supposed to be. Right. Because. You want to read the next book. Yes. She's baiting you. She's like, come, come. Come eat my delicious chocolate, children. <laughs> but instead, she's like, come read my beautiful smut, women. <laughs> there might be some men that read it. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. There's definitely men that read smut out there. But yeah. I don't it think it's mostly geared towards women because that's the majority of people that read smut. Right. But there are men out there that read smut. Yes. Kind of like there's women that watch porn. <gasps> I think there's a lot more women that watch porn that they're just not willing to admit it because it's not socially acceptable. I, however, will admit I watch porn. Right. I might actually watch porn more than my husband. Wow. Well, he doesn't watch it very often because he's usually on Instagram and he goes through his Insta. Ah, his Insta hose. Yeah. Oh. And so that's his form of, you know. Porn. Yeah. Yeah, whereas... I actually own DVDs of porn. We have a few, but most of it we get online. Yeah. But it's been hard because the child's always home. Yeah. He never goes away anymore. Because I haven't there's been no l- school. Uh, well, I mean, there is, but... There is. And we had the choice of sending him to school or doing in-home learning for the year. And we decided to do virtual learning just because, you know... It's safer. It's safer for him. It's going to be safer for whatever teacher he, you know, would have. And luckily, there was enough kids that chose that he gets a completely online class. So his teacher gets to work from her home. Oh, wow. So she doesn't even have to go into the building. And she doesn't have to bounce between actual class and virtual class. She just has virtual class all year round. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Our school district has been amazing with COVID. The way they did it is half the time they're at school and half the time they're not. He's only at school Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And there's other kids that are only at school Monday and Wednesday. See. Yep. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it either because for some kids like Jack, um, 
who have anxiety problems, COVID has really allowed them to blossom with the virtual learning. They are thriving in this versus... My brother sucks with the virtual learning. Yeah? Yeah. It's not good for him because of his ADHD and because of all of his other mental issues that are untreated because we can't treat it because they lower the seizure threshold. Yeah. And he has epilepsy and we don't want to lower his seizure threshold. Right. So he can't be uh, treated for his ADHD um, and his autism that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> he's high. He's a high fun, high functioning autistic person. Yeah. Um, they actually like he talked to somebody about it and they're like, he's not autistic. And mom was like, you little liar. You lied to that person. <laughs> But he doesn't want to be autistic. He already has all this other stuff. Yeah. So, and virtual learning sucks for him because he has all of these issues. Yeah. Virtual learning is not for every kid. No. I do think it should start to become an option, though. Right. Because Because it does work for some. It does. Especially for, like, Jack, who his anxiety is so, like, so... It there's days where it's so bad and he hates himself so much for no reason that he's like crying on the floor and you're just like buddy and we end up having to take mental health days more than the average person because he can't pull himself together and that's even being on medication some days are bad yeah and medication doesn't solve everything and neither does counseling some days you're just gonna have bad days yeah and with the virtual school, it takes off the pressure of the social anxiety because he doesn't feel all the people around him, mm-hmm. watching him, seeing him. He doesn't feel like he's under that microscope, so he can just kind of talk mm-hmm. and be himself. And he's a very loud and exuberant child. <laughs> I he's... feel like I would have excelled in virtual learning. Like I feel like if it was an option when I was in high school, I would have done a lot better. Oh, I would have. I would have been done with high school even earlier than I was. <laughs> I would have been done at 14 going to college. Maybe. Maybe. But I tried to convince my mom to do that. She's like, no. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of college, Sarah's a college professor in here. Yes. And I found that very nice. I, I found it very refreshing that her career was something, you know, real, real, and like she had a PhD and mm-hmm. music. The woman is actually educated. She I know. wasn't like an idiot, right? Or a damsel in distress in any means. No, no. The big strong man was the damsel in distress, and I loved that. Yeah, because you start out with him, you know, being left for dead, and she saves him, and then they have that will they won't they in the living room and then his friend shows up well even in the end when like bastian's trying to kidnap her and all this crazy stuff's going on she ends up shooting him in the butt yeah like she shoots bat she saves herself by shooting him dude when she finds out what they actually are she doesn't go running for the hills no she's like well, no, she she did she go running out. for the hills. She freaked out and she went running. But that was because Bastian was chasing her. Right. And she... It was a lot all at once. Yes. And, but she didn't, like, run away in the fact that she, right. like, left Roland Right. No, afterwards as soon as she or... saw him, she was like, are, are, are you one of those things? And they had a conversation. Yes. She asked questions. She yeah. was intelligent. She engaged. She yep. wasn't just... And it I'm wasn't pretty. Just, I got big tits. Fuck me, please. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just, oh, you're not human. Hey, I bet you're good at sex. Right? Though that's she not She wanted wrong. to know what was. <laughs> she wanted to be informed. And yes. she was like, you're not the same thing they are. You're different. <laughs> right. It was well-rounded characters. Yeah. All of them. Yes. Because after they find out that he is alive, they attack them at her house. And then that's when she finds out what they are. 
Yeah. And he can no longer keep a secret. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up running away. Like she gets in a car and starts driving in the car. And then the car gets wrecked. And it was Marcus's car, right? Yes. And he gets very upset that his poor car got wrecked. Right. Because it was an expensive car. It was. It was like a Porsche or something. Something like that. It was either a Porsche or a Mercedes. Porsche. <laughs> Please stop making me talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I could end this. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, we probably should because I bet you we're getting close to our hour mark. But we are. I mean, like. But after that, she does. She asks all the questions and everything. Well, she gets out of the car because Bastian jumps on it, and that's what wrecks the car. Right. Um, and so she runs out and runs through the forest and she's got this adrenaline pumping and she's trying to run away. Um, and then Roland finds her. He finds her and Bastian kicks Bastian's butt. Bastian runs away. Yep. And he swoops her up and they're like talking about it. That's what I mean by swoops. He comes in and he's like, and that's when the conversation happens. Yep. And he heals yeah. her and he explains how he heals her because she's like, uh. And she's like, okay. Okay. I can handle this. <laughs> you know, like. Yep. I can be reasonable about this. And is that when they take him to David's place? Yes. Because her place is no longer safe and like all these cops show up and stuff. But it's like, it's their cops. It's not. No, it's actual cops. But they have a person on the inside that comes in and does damage control or they have somebody that's one of the local cops they have one of the local cops on their payroll okay like think of dirty cops but they're protecting the whole world yeah yeah this is where the plot in my head gets fuzzy (laughs) it's been months i mean realistically this is kind of where they go back they have the back and forth you know like, she learns more about the world. She meets the characters like David and Lissat and her brothers. And I think it's shortly after that. Well, it's shortly after they get back to David's house that they have sex. Yeah. And then she asks him to train her because she doesn't want to be a helpless damsel in distress. Right. Even though she knows how to shoot a gun, she's like, I still want to be able to fight. Right. So she's, they go and they end up having sex there. And and their emotions are starting to get, like, really tangled. And they're like, I really do love him. But, I mean, like. Do I can- really want to do this? Right. And he's like, will she do this? Is Like, is can she do this? Or is she going to turn into a vampire? Because that's a huge issue. Because yep. she has, her eyes are, like, a lighter. They're not, like, brown. They're, like, amber or. Hazel. Hazel. And because they were so light, they didn't even think she was an immortal guardian or had the DNA. Mm -hmm. But because it was so watered down from so many centuries of banging and babies with her, it was just down to like weird. She did ask, do they all have brown hair and brown eyes? He was like, yeah. Because that was all she saw. And she was like, does everybody? Yeah. And she was like, well, maybe I'm not safe. Yep. And it finds out that she is. Yeah. Yeah. So hazel eyes are okay. Yeah. But not blue eyes. Which is weird. I always thought that was weird because more people have brown hair and brown eyes than blonde hair and blue eyes. And I understand you don't want that kind of connotation because that's uh-huh. bad. But maybe like the red hair and green eyes? Maybe. Like because that comes from like a certain well, I think it and- depends on the culture. Well, no, I mean like as a special like combination of, of features, oh. you know, well, it's not everyone that has brown hair and brown eyes. No, I know. It's just specific ones. Like, yeah. So maybe that's why, because it's the most common. So then it's the most likely. Right. But I don't know. I think we're she thinking too hard about this. I think we are. She could have, <laughs> uh, she could have, all I'm saying is she could have taken the red hair and green eyes back to Asia where it came from. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, explored that route. But the way she did it is so great that you don't – there's no complaints. Yeah. I mean, that's not even nitpicking. That's just, like, right. what I thing it. And yeah. But after they have sex um, training, they come up with a plan 
to go to Bastion's and then they end up going and kick Bastion's ass. But while they're there, she stays at the house and then Bastion goes over there and he kidnaps her. They find out that he kidnaps her. And um, no, he tries to kidnap her. They she stops. She him. stops him. Shoots him in the butt. Ass. And then Seth steps in and is like, look, buddy, look, this is what's up. Yep. And kind of kidnaps him and re- rehabilitates him into believing that he is actually an immortal guardian because and not a vampire. He didn't believe it at first. No, because he was raised by a vampire. Right. You know, and usually the way you're, you're raised is how you believe. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it didn't he just help. He thought he was a really old vampire. Right. And he, it didn't help that the guy that actually killed his sister, Kat, um, had blamed her death on Roland. Yes. That so, was a twist. There was a lot of messes there. Yeah. And you were just like, whoa. Yeah. I did not see that coming. And you like, were, I was wondering why he was after Roland. And then they did that. It was like. Oh. oh, that makes sense now. I see why you were angry. Uh-huh. You know, killing your pregnant sister. Yep. Yeah. No, no, it was it was her husband because he was a vampire and he went crazy and he killed her. Yeah. He blamed it on somebody else. And then he turned Bastion so yep. he could get revenge. Yep. But really it was just so he could have his money. Yep. You know. Yeah. Oh well. It's a but great series. Ended up good. So, you know, uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. I know we kind of put the plot to the very end, but we had other stuff we were talking about. Um, I just, he can't say enough good things about the series. That's all. No, it's wonderful. I really okay. enjoyed it. Um, you can find us at I'm going to go take a nap when I get home, I think. Oh, no. I'm going to play Valheim. And then you can I'm find so me at Zebra Valheim Kiki's. Right now. That's There's Zebra actually as in this the bird animal. On the roof Kiki's K-A-K-I-E-S. On like, I'm looking all the social and I was like, oh my goodness, I wish I had a bow and arrow so Jamie's I could shoot it and get the arrow social media, and feathers for arrows. See you all next time. I've been all into Valheim. Bye! I woke your cat up. the best I've ever done. So, the word for darkness dawns that we kept forgetting to record. You ready? Ready for the word? Let's see if I can find it again and pronounce it correctly. Agonophilia. Agonophilia? Thank you for saying it correctly. (laughs) I don't know if that's correct. I'm just trying. Who knows? Yours sounded a lot more correct than mine. Alright, so it covers a broad range of sexual arousal from biting paraphernalia like boxing gloves and headgear through the actual engagement in fighting, which I thought was really appropriate because the whole time yeah. that they're like sparring, they're like getting really hot the whole time. They are. So. And then they end up having really hot sex afterwards. Kristen? What? What are their names? Do you know? Emmeline and no, that's the wrong book. That is the wrong book. That's the wrong book. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know. Sarah and uh-uh. Hold my mic. I'm going to go get the book and I will tell you it's definitely Sarah. Well, no, yeah, no. Sarah, yes, but I can't remember his name. Oh my god, it just slipped my mind. It's Marcus's best friend. Why can't I remember Marcus's best friend? I don't know. I couldn't remember either of them. And then you said it and it rang a bell, but... His last name is Warbach. It's a little weird. I know you like so much about him, and I can't tell you his first name. Right well, now I mean, staring at your face. We said it in the episode, but like this is recorded months after the fact. So, um, oh my goodness, what is his name? He's like, he's nine hundred years old. He's from England. He used to be a lord. He's the grumpiest of the immortal guardians. Goodness. I, don't I feel know. like it starts with a J, but I'm probably wrong. Oh, totally wrong. It starts with a, I want to say an R. Roland. 
Yes. His name is Roland. Because I wanted to call him Rob. And I was like, it's not Rob. Why am I thinking it's Rob? <laughs> but yes. I got it. It's Roland I got it. and Sarah. I got it. I got it. I'm so excited. I got it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for getting that. <sighs> we got it between the two of us. Yeah. No, I know. So this one is going to be um, airing in August, which you guys would know since you're listening to it now. Uh, this is just for our information, I guess. I don't know. Do we know what book we're reading next? You know, I I don't know. I want to say it's Gina Showalters. Yeah, we can do that one. I mean... Or we could do Desperate Measures by Katie Robert. Let's the... do Desperate Measures. Okay. We'll do Desperate Measures next. So that will be Because it's a play September. on Jasmine. Hmm? It's a play on Jasmine, right? From Disney? I don't know the actual, like... <gasps> yeah! Okay. Because yeah. I just read a small, like, back thing. Yeah. Okay. I believe that one was the ja- the Disney one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was really excited about that when I found that one. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll read that it's one. It's like Disney grown up and it has BDSM themes and I'm really excited about it. Yay. Yeah. Getting back to those kinky roots. Yes. Well, this was kinky. It was kinky, wasn't it? Yep. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye.